Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show Podcast. Chris here with you guys flying solo this Friday, October 30th. It's Halloween weekend, season two, episode number 42. Uh, this week, we got some interesting topics to talk about, including a live stream happening today that we were giving away on our radio station at 105.7 The Bear. Pussifer's live stream. It's called Existential Reckoning Live at Acrosanti. It's happening today. We'll talk about that. Also, the announcement that the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in about a week or so is going to include an Eddie Van Halen tribute with some uh, major artists involved there. There's a new Rob Zombie single out today. They have announced the David Bowie live stream tribute uh, with a pretty amazing lineup of musicians participating in that. I'll let you know about that. Strokes part ways with their longtime manager, Peter Frampton, covering Radiohead and others on his interesting new album, Plus, on this day of music history trivia, we'll get to that. This week's new releases on October 30th. We got new albums out from Bring Me the Horizon, Andrew Bird, Common, The Eels. Elvis Costello has one called Hey Clockface. That sounds kind of cool. I'd like to check that out. Goo Goo Dolls got a Christmas album out. Mr. Bungle, The Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny Demo. That's their debut album, and it looks like they're releasing the demo for that. But that sounds kind of cool. Pussifer's got their new album, Existential Reckoning, to coincide with the live stream that's happening today. Also new albums out from Tobacco, Sam Smith's Sons, War on Women, and more. Uh, virtual shows, as I mentioned, Pussifer's Existential Reckoning live at Acrosanti happening today, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, PussiferLive.com. The live stream is available for up to 72 hours after your purchase, so you can watch it and enjoy it all this weekend. So check that out. All right, some rock news of the week. HBO posting their 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame teaser this week, and Eddie Van Halen tribute has been confirmed. Uh, The trailer for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony has been posted online. It looks cool. It's happening November 7th on HBO, 8 p.m. Eastern time. This year marks the first time the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will induct its members online. Among those appearing in the teaser uh, are Ringo Starr, Dave Grohl, Bruce Springsteen, Jackson Brown, Don Henley, Alicia Keys, basically a who's who. This year's class includes uh, Doobie Brothers, T-Rex, Whitney Houston, Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, and Notorious B.I.G., John Landau, which is Bruce Springsteen's manager and producer, along with the uh, music mogul Irving Azoff, uh, the Eagles manager, are both receiving the Ahmet Ertgun Award. And several sources are reporting that a musical tribute featuring a number of prominent musicians will take place on the show to pay homage to the late Eddie Van Halen. I'm glad they worked that in there. That would have been a shame if they would have done the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame without something for him. So I'm I'm interested to see what guitarists are going to show up for that, right? I mean, that could be a who's who of guitarists on that stage, sharing the stage, playing some Eddie Van Halen. 
So that sounds really cool. I can't wait to check that out. And also, a David Bowie tribute has been announced this week, featuring a bunch of great musicians, including Joe Elliott, Trent Reznor, Billy Corgan, Perry Farrell, and more. So it's it's all headed up by his Spiders from Mars keyboardist, Mike Garson, who played in the band with David Bowie. And it's called Mike, Mike Garson's Bowie Celebration Just for One Day, and it will feature contributions uh, from Def Leppard's Joe Elliott, Trent Reznor, Billy Corgan, Perry Farrell, Bush's Gavin Rossdale, the Colts' Ian Asbury, Lizzie Hale, Macy Gray, Rolling Stone's sideman Bernard Fowler, and more. This is really cool. So a lot of musicians taking it apart who have recorded and performed with David Bowie. All of his bandmates are, are, are uh, participating in this as well. This is really cool. Mark Garson, uh, who performed over a 1,000 shows with Bowie, says in a statement, quote, What we're planning is an amazing show with the most talented musicians from every period of David's career, as well as phenomenal artists from many different genres. We'll hear different interpretations of David's songs, some with totally new arrangements that have never been heard before. Stay tuned for more exciting announcements to come, end quote. That's really cool. It's not happening until January 8th, which is the fifth anniversary of David Bowie's death. Uh, But they announced the lineup this week, and I thought it was worth mentioning. It sounds really cool, so mark that down. Uh, Also coming out today, that new Rob Zombie single. Not an album, but a new single. It's called The Triumph of King Freak, A Crypt of Preservation and Superstition. It's his first new music in almost five years, and the new song will be included on his upcoming album, uh, which has not been announced yet, and I'm sure it's going to have some crazy long-ass title, Uh, but Rob Zombie uh, new music is out today, so check that out on his YouTube channel. Arctic Monkeys releasing a live album to benefit a great charity. The charity is called War Child. Uh, War Child is really cool because it benefits. Uh, here's the quote. Uh, in support of the vital work they do, protecting, educating, and rehabilitating children who have experienced the trauma and conflict and the horror of war, end quote, according to the band's social media post yesterday. So it's their Royal Albert Hall live performance from 2018, and it's going to be available now on the first time in a variety of formats, including double heavyweight heavyweight vinyl, a clear vinyl option, double CD, photo book, and more, and it's all for charity. Really cool from the Arctic Monkeys to do something like that. Bad news for the Strokes? Well, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's good news because they've split with their longtime manager, uh, managers, I should say, Jack Rovner and Ryan Gentles, as well as Richard Priest. Uh, the three guys that the Strokes have had since they started in 2001. According to Billboard, the band is now repped by Red Light Management's Corin Capshaw. No reason was given for the split. But Ruffner released a statement saying, quote, I signed the band when I was running RCA. I've always believed in their enormous talent and wish them the best, end quote. He was there in the beginning, signed him in the early 2000s, man. That's pretty crazy. Uh, so I wonder what the reason was behind that. Not sure. We'll see in the coming weeks. ACDC unveiled their new music video for Shot in the Dark. Did you guys see that one yet? Uh, Brian Johnson said of the the filming progress or the filming process, he said, quote, you couldn't see a fucking thing because everything was black. It was like black water. I felt sorry for the guys who had to brush it down after every take, end quote. I was watching the video. I don't really know what he means. I mean, it doesn't look super dark in there uh, in the video. It it looks awesome. I, I think the guys sound great they look great acdc still kicking ass and it put a smile on my face to see that video acdc still rocking man really cool shit all right uh this was cool this week jimmy page's anthology book is coming out in about a week it's the mass trade edition of jimmy page the anthology it documents jimmy page's musical career through selected materials from his rich personal archives these are photos that have never been 
uh, seen before by the public. These are personal archives that uh, Jimmy Page has held on to for years, spanning six decades, images and stories. Uh, and it's going to be really cool. Uh, he's going to do handwritten diary uh, entries, correspondence, rare vinyl pressings, previously unpublished photographs, and much, much more. Jimmy Page has personally selected each piece to be photographed in his book, which has been created with his full participation. He had a rare version of that book that came out earlier this year. It was signed, numbered, limited edition. Now this is going to be the general um, book that everybody will get to see. So that's kind of cool. And Jimmy Page also this week kind of outlined what Led Zeppelin's first 80s album would have sounded like. Uh, I had this really cool audio clip here of him talking about it himself. So I wanted to play that for you. So here's Jimmy Page in his own words talking about the direction of that first 80s Led Zeppelin album. Check it out. John Bonham and I, we'd had discussions about what was coming next, and uh, it was going to be, he loved all that riff playing, all that. Play. You only have to listen to Bonzo's Montreux to hear how he liked to play the drums. You know, he liked to be able to uh, flex his musical muscles like he had done through everything, and he, he loved the guitar riffs that I came up with. So he would have had some sort of pretty intricate sort of riffs, you know? he loved that sort of stuff he loved the sort of spacing and the, and the timing of it all you know it was cool so that's that's the way it would more likely have gone all right so there you go and page went on to recall uh about that album in that time he said quote he suddenly actually wrote whole numbers which he hadn't done before he was talking about john paul jones the keyboardist and i thought the way to go with this is to feature john paul jones on the keyboard he'd written some stuff with robert i thought well that's great obviously at the time I thought I knew how this album is shaping up, but the next album is going to be a, a departure from the keyboard album. So really interesting there. And then uh, you heard Jimmy talking about um, kind of uh, the direction that John Bonham was going at that time. It sounded like they were really heading in a really eclectic kind of cool direction. It's a shame that we didn't get to hear more from Zeppelin during that era. Um, all right, so let's move on to some more uh, rock news. This is interesting. Uh, all right, so check this out. Peter Frampton covering a bunch of artists on his new album. It's so his new published autobiography is called Do You Feel Like a Do? Uh, you know, obviously the uh, same name of the track, right? In addition to that, though, he also spoke in depth on several projects he's currently working on. He revealed he's working on an instrumental covers collection, which includes the Grammy Award winning guitarist take on Lenny Kravitz. Are you going to go my way? Radiohead's Reckoner. George Harrison's Isn't It a Pity, Roxy Music's Avalon, and Jaco Pastorius's Dreamland. No release date has been set, but that last one gave me goosebumps just now. Jaco Pastorius' Dreamland? Wow, I can't wait to hear Peter Frampton's interpretation of that. That sounds really cool. Uh, so, coming out later this year. Well, no, it says no release date, uh, so I don't know when it's coming out. Not sure, sorry. Uh, John Frusciante from the Chili Peppers said this new Chili Peppers session remains inspiring for himself. Uh, he, he said in this new interview with Australia's Double J Radio, quote, We went back to rehearsing and are moving ahead with writing new music. What I found exciting when I started playing with them again is to see what I could do with the guitar. For me, the last 12 years, guitar was just something I practiced music with and not such a big part of the music I make. So it was an idea of how many different worlds you can pull out of a Stratocaster. And he went on to say, quote, other records I'd use multiple guitars, but so far in the studio, I've done everything on one guitar. I'm trying to just make the guitar speak in different ways and say something different in every tune. It's a musical challenge of sorts, end quote. That sounds really cool on this new Chili Peppers uh, album progress. I can't wait to hear that. 
Uh, Nine Inch Nails getting in the face mask game with interchangeable messages, though. They've unveiled a new line of face masks with a spot across the front for a message which can be changed out. Among the 25 choices are the words dirty, broken, enraged, numb, dead, and more. The mask is $35 and may be ordered at Nine Inch Nails or NIN.com. Nine Inch Nails, of course, as I mentioned, are going to be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on November 7th. The ceremony will air on HBO and HBO Max. Some birthdays this week, guys, in the rock world. Gavin Rossdale from Bush turning 55. Chris Slade, drummer from ACDC. Asia Uriah Heaps turning 74. Frank Lero from My Chemical Romance, guitarist, turning 39. Adam Horowitz, ad rock from the Beastie Boys, turning 54. Mikey D, the drummer from Motorhead, turning 57. Johnny Marr from the Smiths and Modest Mouse turning 57 as well. Adam Schlesinger, the bassist of Fountains of Wayne, turning 53. Anthony Kiedis from the Chili Peppers turning 58. And Rick Allen, drummer from Def Leppard with that one arm, turning 57. All right, this week on some music history trivia, guys. This week in 2005, as a Halloween treat, this band perform in costume as the opening act at the Riviera Theater in Chicago. They are opening for ACDC, and they wear Angus Young wigs and caps and play a handful of ACDC covers, then leave the stage to return for their regular show. What band was it in 2005 that opened for ACDC? Was it A, Breaking Benjamin, B, The Black Crows, or C, Motley Crue? You might be thinking Motley Crue, but it was actually The Black Crows. They went on stage as BCDC for The Black Crows and did a bunch of ACDC covers on this day in 2005. All right, on this day in 1993, the lead singer for this band strips naked and urinates from the stage during a show in Vancouver. When the police arrive to arrest him, he climbs on top of the band's tour bus and screams obscenities at them. He's charged with public nudity and committing an indecent act, but the charges are later dropped. (laughs) What band was it? Was it A, Blind Melon, B, Guar, or C, Jane's Addiction? Lead singer stripping naked, urinating from the stage. It was Blind Melon, lead singer Shannon Hoon, during the height of his uh, spun-out heroin days, man. Just a shame. But uh, what an amazing musician he was and a great songwriter. All right, some movie, TV, and entertainment news this week. Looks like Jon Stewart's got a new gig, taking back his anchor chair in an untitled hour-long series, which will take an in-depth, in-depth look at a single subject in each episode on Apple TV. They will own hone in on topics that are currently part of the national conversation, and it's going to be on an Apple series with Jon Stewart. So there you go. Uh, more movie, TV, entertainment news this week. You guys ready for another streaming service? Well, a new one's coming from T-Mobile. It's called T-Vision Live with live news, entertainment, and sports channels at three tiers for $40, $50, and 60 bucks, depending on how many sports channels are signed up for. Uh, they got 30 channels from AMC, Discovery, Viacom, but no sports for $10 a month, though. It allows you to sign up for individual streaming services, starting with Star, Showtime, and Epics. T-Vision will be available for T-Mobile wireless customers as of November 1st. So there you go. Non-subscribers can start uh, streaming next year. Uh, Some news from around the world. Parents letting kids trick-or-treat at just five houses on average this year. You may be seeing a lot less trick-or-treaters. In fact, 75% of the parents said they're taking their kids Trick, uh, trick or treating, but on average, they're only going to let their child knock on five doors for treats. A third of parents say the house they do allow their kids to trick or treat at will be those of neighbors they know and have already checked in with them to make sure they've tested negative for COVID 19. Are you guys doing that kind of thing this year or are you just kind of rolling the dice? Uh, it's going to be an interesting one regardless. Okay, so if you guys are voting this weekend, um, 
and heading down to the polling places on Monday or Tuesday, you could get free pizza if you show up to vote in person this year. An organization's called Pizza to the Polls. All you can do is tweet at them, at Pizza to the Polls, and show a photo of your long line that you're waiting in. They'll confirm the location, and at a nearby restaurant, they'll deliver pizza within 90 minutes of the line being reported. So check that out. It's all the way going, going all the way through November 3rd through uh, Uber Eats. Uh, sounds really cool. So that's cool if you got to wait out in line. At least they're going to help you out and give you some food. Weekly WTF this week, Thieves Steal, a trailer full of drums from the Seattle World Percussion Society. Crazy. Why would they do this? Uh, it's a nonprofit organization, the Seattle World Percussion Society. The organization loans their musical equipment to people in the community and also puts on the World Rhythm Festival in Seattle every year. The drums are stored in a trailer when not in use, and a few months ago, the organization noticed a few drums were missing, and over time, more equipment was stolen. They were preparing to move the trailer on October 12th when it was stolen altogether. It's estimated it will cost about $14,000 to replace both the musical equipment and the trailer. Anyone for information, contact Seattle Police Department. Hopefully they figure that out, and maybe a musician in the area is going to step up and donate that money, because that seems like a really shame when people do that with nonprofits and charities. Okay, weekly WTF, another one. Man covers body in 140 pounds of bees for Guinness World Record. How bad do you want a Guinness World Record? Well, this guy, uh, he was covered in more than 140 pounds of living bees. Ruan Lingming had uh, multiple buckets filled with bees dumped over his head to get the insects to settle on his body. The bees weighed 140 pounds and was enough to earn him the world record for heaviest mantle of bees. Crazy. Um, I don't don't know if he got stung or not. Uh, All right, for the holiday season, it's back, guys. The KFC Fire Log, it's back for the third year in a row. The Fast Chain is offering its fried chicken-scented 11 Herbs and Spices Fire Log that notes it, quote, smells like fried chicken, end quote, on the label. So there you go. The Fire Log sold out at Walmart last year, no surprise. That's Walmart. That's right up their alley where it went on sale in stores and online December 5th. So it's going to be back this year. Get your KFC fire log. That does it for us on the Garage Rock Show podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Garage Rock Show podcast. Same there with Facebook, Twitter.com slash Garage Rock Show. All of our links are up on nine different platforms. Give us a like and a follow and a rate uh, if you guys could in the Apple Store or Google Store. However you're listening to us, give us a rating. Check it out, thegaragerockshow.com. Tell your friends if you know some people out there that listen to rock music and uh, want to hear all the latest rock news of the week. Tell them to check it out. I hope they enjoy it. And have a great weekend, guys. Be safe on your Halloween out there and we'll see you next week have a good one peace by accessing this podcast you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the garage rock show or used by tgrs with permission and are protected under u.s and international copyright and trademark laws the information opinions and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk this podcast should not be considered professional advice the third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com